This podcast is part of the Batman Universe Podcast Network, hosted by the BatmanUniverse.net. Check out everything related to Batman and the entire Bat family at the BatmanUniverse.net, including news and original content related to comics, movies, television, merchandise, video games, and more. Also, check out some of the other unique podcasts that TBU has to offer. Consider supporting this podcast by becoming a patron on Patreon. Even $1 can go a long way in supporting this content that you enjoy. Look for a link over at thebatmanuniverse.net to offer your support now. And now, on with the show. Hi, my name is Peter Tomasi. Hi, this is James Hyman the Fourth. Hi, I'm Dan Jurgen. Hey, I'm Duff Wynn. This is Jim Lee. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. This is Mark Hamill speaking. This is Kevin Conroy. This is Tim Sale. Hello, everyone. I'm Batman, and you're listening to my podcast. Hello and welcome to the Batman Universe Comics Podcast, Season 13, Episode 17. I'm your host, Ian, and I have with me today... This is Steph. Okay, y'all know who this is. It's been two episodes already, and I have a lot on my mind. We're glad to have you back to share it. Hush up, I need to hijack this show for a minute. So, (laughs) it's been two long episodes. First of all... No offense to anyone named Ida, but screw you, Ida, and everything that you've done to Southeast Louisiana and the Northeast. Go to hell. Uh, <laughs> two, DC. Okay. You and I, I need to come in a Jesus moment with you all. All right. So here it is. We're now in the month of September. You have been teasing us with glee on this Batgirl's title, and we still have none. You've been giving us crappy stories with and crappy writers who have just been messing over Batgirls for one reason or another and it's sickening. I need y'all to get y'all stuff together and release the title. Please. Please. So I can have a little peace of mind. Two. Okay. Joshua Williams. Joshua Williamson. Okay. I love what he's doing on, on Robin. Robin is my best new book right now but he shouldn't be writing batman okay you have a writer in brandon thomas who have shown he can write basically every single bat character including batman so i need to reread batman black and white to you so that you can understand how good of a writer he is he's not doing much joshua williamson got about 10 books out there and when he finishes infinite frontier he's gonna have 20 he doesn't need to be writing batman i need you all get together because right now I am not in a good frame of mind you let JT walk after years and years of having crappy storylines with the Batman universe that was all over the place you finally have someone that was able to give us a cohesive story and what you do you let him walk I just don't get it yeah you offered him a three year contract but hey how lucrative was that three year contract in order for him to walk I'm not getting it. I'm not feeling it. I need you all to get it together. Because right now, I'm not feeling it. (laughs) Now, I'm going to take a seat. (laughs) Eat my Batgirl's title. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I have missed Theo so much. Mm. It's good to be back together. And this is Theo. Yes. Oh, that's delightful. Oh, uh, that was awesome. Okay, so um, there's one other thing I need Theo to do before we get started on our reviews today, and that is, what Batman's webtoon would you like to see? I can't envision anything outside of the animated series ah. in the webtoon. Again, I'm not a big reader of them i i look at them a lot if they turn around and put them in book form but if they're gonna do a webtoon with batman and it's obvious that they have to being that he's their best seller i would think the biggest draw would probably be the animated series that way you don't have to worry about messing with continuity or anything else 
That's a brilliant idea because it's That's perfect great. for that kind of episodic um, structure. However, if you come out and announce that Bad Girls is going to be a webtoon, I am flying to California. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I don't think that'll happen, but I would probably book a flight next to you. Oh, okay. What if it was both? Well, if we get a book and a webtoon, then we're fine. But we have to get the book. They have to give them the respect they deserve. I, I will tolerate a digital series. If they do a digital first, that's tolerable. But what's, what's happened? It's just, I just don't, I, I just don't get it. Uh, it I'm, I'm happy that they have been given some play in the spotlight with JT. But there is no reason why they shouldn't have a book of their own. And and you could see as we review Batman 112 today that those three should have a book of their own. Hell, I, I read one Reddit user when I was commenting on Reddit saying, hey, go get Bete out of West Point. Put all four of them together. I'm game for that. Same, same. But, but uh, just there is n- literally no reason that it should be taken this long for well, them to end the book. I, I've been theorizing about this all day, and I apologize for anybody who's heard me say this before, but I think what's really happened is similar to what happened with Green Arrow and Aquaman, which is that they had a pitch and it fell through. I think that every Batgirls story that we've seen this year has been a pitch. And thank goodness that DC was at least smart enough to say these pitches suck. But that means we've had four pitches for an ongoing and all of them have sucked. I don't understand why DC hasn't figured out how to get a Batgirls title. I mean, Brian Q. Miller is out there. He has said he would love to write Steph, Babs, and Cass together as Batgirls. Like, he's there. You have so many other writers who we know could do this, and instead they give it to people who can't do it. And I'm sitting... And, and, and the other thing is, they're going out, and with the exception of Becky Cloonan, who haven't, who either haven't done anything at DC or haven't done anything at DC in a while, meaning Marguerite Bennett and Vida Ayala. Vida Ayala, again, I am a huge Vida, Vida, Vida Ayala fan, so please don't, don't at me by this criticism. But they should have been nowhere near that book in Future State. It was completely just join it. Then we get the one from Marguerite Bennett. And it has absolutely zero to do with the Batgirls and all about introducing Batwoman. Who gives a flying flu? It does it just I just don't get it. Three characters with a rich history and they just continue to poop on them. They've been pooping on Babs since before Castellucci came on board and I just I just don't understand, you know, it's no longer a Dan Didio thing. It it I just don't get it. You know, this just, I, I don't know. It's- There's something deeply wrong with the way that DC approaches the Batgirls in the last 10 years. And I think that Tynan has really tried to get them in a place where they can be, you know, in a solo title together. But he can't write it himself because he's too busy. Even before he was leaving, he was too busy. Um and everyone who was stepping up to the plate was not hitting the softball he was lobbing to them. And I, it's just so frustrating. It's like the, it's like they did no research whatsoever. It was, hey, we need y'all to do this. Here it is. Yeah, that's very, very much the case with um, the Ayala story and the Bennett story. The Castellucci story, because it was from the previous Batgirl run, which, again, was awful. But at least there was research done, at least of the previous run. But the other two just dreadful. Yeah, uh, and 
if if they ever mention Catch Castelluce and Batgirls in the same sentence again, meaning in our book and flights to California. I'm gonna buy a bunch of waffles. There's gonna be there's gonna be a bunch of waffles in someone's chair. Uh, I, but I, I just don't I just don't get it. We we we've in the past year everything with Batman has been finding its has been finding its edge and has been smooth been going to a smooth sailing. Although Ian will agree. Tom Taylor has revitalized Nightwing. And again, I don't want him on Batman, but Joshua Williamson has been killing it with Robin. It is my favorite new book that's out there. And that last issue with all of the Robins, if that is not nominated for some type of award, nominating committees are crazy. That was just the research he did with putting that book together was just awesome. This has been the best Batman team in a while. Again, when was the last time that Detective Comics was a better book than Batman? And that's not saying Batman is a better is a bad book at all. Batman is a very good book. But when is it that the last time that anyone could say that Detective Comics as a plot line, as a story, was outdoing the main Batman title? I mean, I would argue in 2016, but <laughs> that's me. Yeah, that's you. But I I just don't get it. There's so much much promise in the Bat family and what's been going on. Hell, we're supposed to be getting the... We were told that we will be getting announced the outsider story. What, in October, November? I'm assuming... Well, technically we had it announced, but it's another urban legend story. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. I'm assuming the urban legend story is it. But, come on. I mean, again, Brandon Thomas has been killing it with writing every character in the Batman universe. Again, I have hated Duke Thomas ever since he was invented and created in We Are Robin. And he's now at a point where I actually look forward to reading his stuff when Brandon Brandon Thomas writes it. It's just been a great time to be a, 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 a... fan of the Bat family and DC is not taking the advantage, especially when the fans have been crying out for a Batgirls book and it's just a huge huge disservice and I'll probably receive a a cease and desist letter from them but who gives a care right now? (laughs) Well, a cease and desist letter for Theo would be a clear um uh, another clear example of DC's editorial incompetence. So, I'm sure it's going to happen. <laughs> All right, so let's get started with Batman number 112. I am vengeance. I am the night. I am Batman. This is written by James Tynan IV, illustrated by Jorge Jimenez, colors by Tomu Mori. We open with a television ad from Saint Industries, claiming to believe in the new Gotham City, while Batman calls Oracle for help as he believes Scarecrow has gotten into his brain. Images of a giant Scarecrow chasing him through a deserted field, as Simon Staint introduces Peacekeeper 01 on the television. Batman manages to get to Batmobile, injects himself with anti-fear toxin, but continues hallucinating Scarecrow breaking his windshield. Coming to himself, Batman calls desperately for help. Meanwhile, Simon Saint does a talk show interview promoting the Magistrate and Sean Mahoney as Peacekeeper 01, but we see him afterwards vomiting in panic as everything goes wrong, Mahoney out of his mind with Scarecrow's fear toxin. At the clock tower, after the disastrous anti-Oracle broadcast and attack, Cassandra, Stephanie, and Babs, the Batgirls, are surprised by Batman's entry, telling him that his 12-hour abduction, the flash-forwards for the last six months of Batman, have resulted in Anti-Oracle declaring him dead. Batman asks to reach Ghostmaker Harley and Gardner underneath Gotham, and tells everyone that the real threat is the people of Gotham that Scarecrow has manipulated into a panic. Finally, we see Saint equipping his first cybernetic enhanced subject, Ricardo, as Peacekeeper X, 
and sends him after Mahoney. So, first question. How does this official start of the Batman Fear State storyline feel to you? How does it feel? Well, Batman is very scared at the beginning, so that's a good place to start. Because so much has been setting this up, and it's not even just set up. Like, it really feels like we're just in the middle of the story, because this is all middle-of-the-story story. So it feels like we're just continuing it. The, the other story never finished. It just, this is, we're just continuing, and it's just the new title. I don't know. I have no feelings about its Fear State starting in Batman. Yeah, if, I agree. If if I can say this, and I can because I'm about to, <laughs> um, what I am feeling from what I've been reading and what I've been reading, including this issue, is that these events will not necessarily lead us to the future state that we got. Because if I'm remembering, there was no mention of Peacekeeper X and any of the issues with Peacekeeper 1. There was no mention of even Fair State. And you would think that those things would be important to include in the future state. And they weren't. So I'm wondering if things have changed. And again, I know in future state it clearly said that this this is a possible future but it doesn't seem like we're heading in th- that direction and that's okay uh but other than that back to the original question of the start of future state it 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 just felt like another issue uh there was nothing truly major other than cats taking out Batman that really piqued my interest. <laughs> I think that's relatively fair, although I'm, I'm definitely really engaged in what's going on. It does feel like this is the middle of a 14-part story, if we're counting Fear State Alpha and uh, Omega, um, instead of the beginning of a six-part story, because I would completely agree that the first six issues of this Batman run starting with Infinite Frontier have really been one story, one story that's been building towards this. And the last story didn't end, it just sort of fed into this as an introduction, similar to their dark designs and um, what we got in Joker War. Um, I think that... If you read this as happening after Fear State Alpha, it does feel a bit more like the start of an event. And I think it's a funny tightrope that Tynan's walking, trying to make it uh, a new reader-accessible event, but also trying to you know reward people who have been pulling Batman. Like, if you've got the same creative team on the title, it doesn't make sense to completely throw away what you've been working on in the title. So I think he's trying to balance it. I think he's leaned more heavily on the serialization part. I think it does, again, read like a 14-issue story rather than the beginning of a seven, uh, uh, eight-issue story. But I don't think it's bad, for sure. Second question. Do the variant covers... We've got a movie poster. We've got our Fear State post covers make you more or less interested in the book or buying the book, either hypothetically or actually. The variant covers? Yes. Not interested. I buy I buy trades, so Oh, the trades include the variants. Yes, but I don't open the trade and go, ooh, look at that variant, unless it has Damien on it. Um Yeah no. I'm not a collector, sorry. I am interested in the So I was trying to figure out what movie the movie um, very with homage to so, but I I have I am looking looks like at, one of those old Scooby Doo or horror covers. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I am looking at getting the connecting covers. So that's that's the one. Um, 
And I typically don't do that, but I really like how these covers look. Um, so that's actually what I've been doing. So hopefully I'll get the other connecting covers and I'll have a nice little big cover spread that I can put in a frame on my wall. Well, what about the wanted posters? Those are going to be really expensive because they're one in 50 incentives. There's always the League of Comic Geeks. That site is so useful, man. Sometimes, though, sometimes, though, they they mess up a little bit. They'll, they'll have books slated to come out one week when it's supposed to, when it's actually another week. But most of the time, yeah, it is very useful. I know Dustin uses it a lot when... Uh, Identifying what's coming out. Oh, that's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah it's, it looks almost Ben Affleck-y. <laughs> Angry Batman. What yes. do you think will happen when Peacekeeper 01 faces Peacekeeper X? So this isn't really answering your question. It's kind of a counter question. <laughs> Have we officially diverged from... The future state timeline, because the answer to that question determines my question, my answer to your question. And two, do you think that um, Detective Comics and Batman have diverged timelines and are on different routes? Because it seems like it seems like what's this? What's the oh? What's the Jace one called? second Batman, second son, second Batman, whatever. And Detective Comics have more in common with Future State than Batman does now at this point. Um, I would say that we have diverged from Future State. I think this is basically the present day version of Future State, so it's going to go differently. Because what's happening now probably wouldn't have happened for another couple years in the Future State timeline. I think... Peacekeeper 1 has lost his mind, and unless they're able to delete all video footage of Peacekeeper 1 going ape on innocent civilians, <laughs> um, there's no hope for the Peacekeeper uh, program. So if this this arc is going to go for a while, then Ricardo's got to take Peacekeeper 1 out. And I shall call him Ricardo and not Peacekeeper X, because Ricardo is more fun to say. I wonder if he was named Ricardo after Ricardo Federici. Oh, good idea. What I think will happen, uh, I think X will probably subdue. I don't think he will necessarily kill Peacekeeper 1, but I think he will figure out a way to subdue him. But the battle's gonna be fun. (laughs) I wonder... I mean, because whoever wins, I don't think we have a good sense that they're going to be, that either one's going to be good for Gotham. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say that Peacekeeper X, Ricardo, would be better for Gotham because he isn't crazy and he doesn't have this history of corruption. Like, one of the things that we've seen in the Joker title is that Mahoney, uh, a Joker and uh, the Harley Quinn title, is that Mahoney was a vicious and cruel guard in Arkham that was turned down by Jim Gordon when he tried to join the police force. And he has this entire history of his family being part of the corrupt cops that Gordon and Batman rooted out of Gotham when Batman first started. So I think that Ricardo gives Gotham a better chance, but I don't know. It's possible that all the fear toxin and all the training and tech that Peacekeeper 01 has will mean that Ricardo can't beat him. So I think it's kind of that Dalian versus Predator, whoever wins, we lose. I think that's kind of what's going on with those two. Um, Last question. How do you think that Batman can fix the panic state of the population that Scarecrow has created? Because Batman can punch Scarecrow out easily. But how does he stop the population from tearing each other apart? Um, I don't know. Fixes the Wi-Fi so that Oracle can calm people down again? (laughs) Oh. Anti-fear toxin. Love toxin. Anti-love toxin. Actually, wait, 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 wait. I just had... Okay, we know poison ivy is a big part of this 
Oh, yeah. Poison ivy actually could be a huge counter um, chemical signal against the mind control technology that Scarecrow has been using. I just thought of this. It depends on which one. Right. So Queen Ivy has no interest, but if they merge the Ivies, maybe together they'll be able to do the love toxin for real. Because Simon Saint was using her, right? To yeah. What what he was using her for a drug? Did we ever find out what yeah. the drug did? No, think so. I don't know. Don't think so. I can't. I can't remember. It was There's early in that. Catwoman, so it was like six months ago. Well, whatever it was, whatever it was, Nigma was addicted to it. Oh right, right. Maybe it makes you more susceptible to to panic and egotism and dividing yourself from other people like anti-community stuff yeah i remember from from catwoman he he was saying that you know he was trying to find ivy because he had gotten himself hooked on a drug yeah then let's just say free chocolate for everyone to release your serotonin and (laughs) everyone will be happy that's my answer that way we don't have to bring more illicit (laughs) drugs into it because didn't um, Urban Legends just had that story about the happy drug, right? Yeah, I was that thinking was, about Cheer. That was that was Cheer. That's what it is. You know, it would be but really was, interesting if Cheer became like a big plot point, like that. It won't be because it's clearly not drawing from that. But it would be kind of cool if, like, they took this story in Urban Legends and made it a big part of at least part of Fear State. Did they ever reveal who created Cheer? I can't remember. I thought it was Mister Cheer, the guy with the smiley face mask. Oh, he was some right. some some woman's husband. Yeah. <laughs> some lady scientist's husband. That's right. Okay, so we he, sorry. Yeah, okay, so she she said chocolate and you said ivy. I said nothing. Oh. I thought you had said something. My bad. <laughs> Tell us your thing. See, I'm about to go on another rant. Ooh. <laughs> I'm tired. Thick and tired of being so misused around here. Aww. I think people love me, but they don't. I'm just... That's not true! Ian was just really excited. <laughs> I was going to no. get to your favorite boy. We're going to get on to the Brandon Thomas story. Nobody knows <laughs> the trouble... I see nobody knows my sorrow. Uh, but for me, I think you kind of. I think what will have to happen is Bruce will basically have to figure out a way, if he hasn't already, of showing Saint and Scarecrow for what they've done, going all the way back to when they first conspired with each other. Now, it may mean ruining the career of Mannecano, but I don't like him anyway, so... Yeah, I'm not gonna cry about that. Yeah, I mean, we may get a corrupt mayor again, but hey, you know... Nakano's been so incompetent. He's let Simon Saint run the city into the ground, so he's... He might not be corrupt, but he's not doing any good. Uh, It's just... Yeah, I mean... Chris Nakano is is the poster child of every corrupt politician's campaign. Do not vote for this guy. It's just other incompetence. And I think he's still crying, trying to figure out where Hugh Ball is. So, (laughs) who knows? But I I think that's what's going to have to happen. Batman is just going to have to show out on Saint and... Scarecrow and possibly Nakano as well for his incompetence. I just and realized something though. The Unsanity Collective is with Poison Ivy and they're all about brain manipulation. I think that's a clue as well. What if well, what if they took the parasite and the Unsanity Collective and Ivy and created a parasite with love toxin and spread it throughout the city? Again, which Ivy? No, no. So when I say Ivy, I mean when they merge the Ivies. Because, I mean, it's pretty obvious that's what they're going to try to do. 
How, did it ever reveal how they separated? It was in the really terrible Harley and Ivy miniseries back like three years ago now. Okay, so all these years we've been dealing with good Ivies, and now bad Ivies come back, and bad Ivy wants to raise hell and and bury Gotham City. Okay, got it. Basically, although I think Queen Ivy is more leave-me-alone Ivy, sort of like Ivy at the end of No Man's Land, rather than Evil Ivy. I mean, Evil Ivy likes to go around, like, seducing men and then killing them. Uh, this is just leave-me-alone Ivy. So I think I think they're trying to develop a more complex Ivy than we've seen in some iterations. Okay, has everyone gotten their say on the <laughs> the question? And furthermore... <laughs> All right, let's move to the backup story. This is a Clown Hunter story by Brandon Thomas and artist Jason Howard. Uh, quick summary. On the rooftops, Clown Hunter fights Scarecrow, confused that he's not a clown, and loses getting tossed off the roof. He wakes up to an old lady who patched him up because he killed clowns who were attacking her. But as she starts egging him on to kill more and more, he realizes that he's still falling. So, very quick story, but um, really just full of texture and personality. I I would not have pegged Brandon Thomas for a clown hunter writer, but he he definitely gets him way better than Ed Brisson does. This is way more textured and interesting than what happened in the clown hunter secret file story. Um, what do you think is happening to Bao? Why did he have this dream of waking up with this crazy Joker woman? Who happens to have a hospital bed and IV in her house? That was a little strange. I thought it first. I don't know why I thought that was Leslie. Am I the only one that thought that no, was Leslie? No, I thought it was too. I didn't only because I thought the flash, I had to double check, but the flashback he has where like Batman's talking to him and then Red Hood's talking to him from... Secret Files. Not the annual. From Secret Files, thank you. Um, and then I figured that that third person was Leslie, who looks like she's been de-aged again. <laughs> because she's the only other person I can remember that he's talked to that has offered him help that is also a woman not wearing a superhero costume. So this other lady did not look like Leslie. Or at least what I thought was Leslie at all. Um, otherwise, I totally would have guessed that was Leslie. I don't know what is going on. It's like he's 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 fighting with himself whether or not he's doing the right thing, which kind of echoes what everything that's happened to him. Or maybe he's just thinking there's no way to escape the clowns, or maybe he can't trust anyone because they're all associated with clowns. I don't know. There's a lot of things that could be going in his poor little head. He is definitely dosed. I just can't see any other way for him to have those visions other than Crane giving him a, a, a little taste of the of the new and approved fear toxin. So I I enjoyed this story. It, it was really good. And again, DC memo, Brandon Thomas wrote that. <laughs> um yeah, so if if there's anything that I didn't like was the fact that it was too short. You know, I know it's it's a three part mini. This is what I really would like to read from start to finish, just to see how the story goes. But yeah, I think I think Paul Bao is uh, a little dosed right now and. We'll see what happens when he wakes up. Hopefully, he'll wake. Hopefully, he'll wake up before uh, he goes kaboom on the ground. Or maybe he won't go kaboom on the ground because he's just dosed that he's fallen. I don't know. Well, he has an annual coming up, so hopefully, or doesn't he? I don't think or so. Am I getting confused? Ghostmaker has an annual coming. Ghostmaker has an annual coming up. I'm confused. I confuse myself. He could be dead. This is the end of Cloudmaker. Cloud Cloud Forker. What is it? Cloud, oh my goodness. Clown Stabber. <laughs> bat Bat Maker. <laughs> I actually, I sort of agree with Theo in that I think that he is in a mentally altered state, but I think it's because of uh, Scarecrow's use of Mad Hatter technology. I don't think that other than Peacekeeper 01 that 
Scarecrow is going to be using very much fear toxin. That's why you need chocolate. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that Scarecrow is a Dementor, but maybe it works. No, it's serotonin. It's 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 proven. It makes you happy. As does sex, but I wasn't gonna say that. <laughs> this is a children's podcast. <laughs> this is a children's podcast. You would need a heck of a lot of chocolate to get the amount of serotonin to overcome fear toxin. I'm not complaining. All right. So, um, where do you think Clown Hunter can go from here, other than down, of course? Where do we go from here? Ooh, Buffy. Buffy. Mm. Well, I say Catwoman's going to save him, but it could be any of the Bat family who uses their grappling gun irresponsibly and removes people's shoulder blades or dislocates people's shoulders. Whatever. I think he's going through a lot of turmoil, obviously, and I think he's on the cusp of villainy, and I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know what Tanyan's going to do with this poor boy. I don't want to think about it. Because right now, he just... I feel like he's scared. And I think this is the first time he's letting himself be scared. But I don't know what that's going to mean. Hey, that kind of ties in with Fear State. Ha! I didn't mean to do that. (laughs) I don't know where we're going to go. I do think, as Steph mentioned, that he he might be the cusp of villain, becoming a villain. But I, for some reason, I think that, for some reason, I think that uh, Leslie is going to be around to pull him from the edge. I just I can't see that that Tynan story. Um, there was a tiny story where she, where Bruce brought him to her. Yeah, right? that was the annual. Uh, and, and I, yeah, because I didn't read, I didn't read Secret Files. Sorry, no, sorry. You did not miss very much in this person's humble but very angry. Opinion. It was great. It was fine. Don't listen to him. <laughs> He's an angry boy. I am. But I, I, I think he is on the cusp of being like most anti-hero villains aka Harley Selena, you know, who think they're doing the right thing for the wrong reasons or doing the wrong thing for the right reasons and I'm just hoping that I'm just hoping that Leslie's there to pull him from the edge because the idea of a how is he? 16, 17? I think he's like about that age, yeah. Yeah, it, it's just, it's kind of hard to see, you know, a writer deliberately making a kid a bona fide killer and an evil person. So I, I, I am hoping that Leslie pulls him from the edge and succeed where she couldn't with Bruce. All right, so let's give a rating out of five Peacekeeper X suits that Simon Saint gives out like candy. <laughs> oh, I jacking again. Are we not going to talk about the art? Are you? I serious? was about to say that. Oh my god, that art was that one page. That one page. I don't need to talk about any other page in the entire book. The one <laughs> page where Cass basically feeds Batman his lunch. <laughs> that is the best that is the best drawing. Cass was standing there like a grown ass woman. And I absolutely love it. And Jorge, mm. Three times. Perfect. I was gonna That's- say there's so many characters in this book get what feel like full spreads. Like Fear State really sh- starts off with Batman just drooling, wide-eyed, dilated, or opposite of dilated? One dilated eye, the other one not dilated. Anyway, just horrific beginning, and then giant scary scarecrow, and then so many giant scary scarecrow, and yeah, big cast, and then a beautiful Queen Ivy, 
and Scarecrow on a on a gargoyle looking over Gotham. Like there's so many pieces in here that are absolutely fabulous. I was really struggling looking for uh, photos even, to even to, Scary to Bruce. Use this cover. Even Scary Bruce, absolutely. Yeah, there was a lot of even Peacekeeper One gets like a full page. So yeah, art was absolutely and hitting it out of the park this time. I might have to give this a four. I know it's maybe not really deserving of it, but the art's just so cool and the story is clipping along and setting things up pretty cool. And I really did like the clown basher story. So I might give this a four. I really enjoyed this. And oh, it didn't have a lot of competition in reading this week. So I was able to give it my full attention. <laughs> it was like one of three books to read and I only read two of them. So Yeah, the... Art, it, it, without the art, it's three and a half, but the art, absolutely beautiful. It, straight four, no question for me. And I'm going to get a 3.5. I think it was excellent. Oh, God, you were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> we Let need to see. ban it, Steph. <laughs> Over on the website, Scott gave it a three, so I'm not even the lowest person here. <laughs> so our average is 3.63. Our mode is four. Whether you are a first-time TBU Comics podcast listener, a 13-year veteran, or anything in between, we'd love to hear what you think about this episode or any of the comics we discussed. Send emails to tbu at thebatmanuniverse.net. Join our Discord server linked at thebatmanuniverse.net. Send us a tweet at tbu underscore comics. Or, if you're a patron, leave us a comment on our Patreon page. We'd also love it if you left us a review on iTunes. We'd love to read your comments on the next episode of the Batman Universe Comics Podcast. Batman may claim he works alone, but we know that he needs the Bat Family. Join the TVU Bat Family and let us know what you think. All right, let's get moving on our second review, which, because we don't have anything um, this week and we have to record a little early because of various people, <laughs> myself, going on <laughs> vacation and not being able to record next week, and there's really only one title next week that would be a contender, so um, I asked my fellow co-hosts if we could do the most recent issue of Batman Catwoman, number seven, written by Tom King. Illustrated this time by Liam Sharp. In the past, Bruce and Selina, naked on a couch in Selina's apartment, talk about her relationship with the Joker. They see the bat signal in the sky, and Batman asks if she knows where Joker is. She refuses to tell him. He cannot see a way forward, but even as she promises she will never tell him where Joker is, they embrace again. Later, Jim Gordon shows Batman a crime scene of slaughtered Santa Claus workers stuffed in a chimney by the Joker. In the present, Bruce wakes up handcuffed and locked in a vault, Selina having gone to kill Joker with the phantasm, Andrea Beaumont. Bruce takes a lockpick from inside his bare heel, frees himself, and readies for a fight with the police who arrive when Selina tripped the alarm, cutting his forehead to use the blood as a mask. Batman fills the small vault with knocked-out bodies of the police and then disguises himself as one of them, knocking out the cop who resets his shoulder and escapes. Bruce asks how he can find a way out of this madness when Selina returns to the Batcave, but she reveals that the Joker convinced Andrea to attack Catwoman instead of him, and the two of them escaped, leaving Catwoman grievously wounded and alone. In the future, Dick Grayson, Commissioner of Gotham, takes a huge team to arrest Selina for the murder of the Joker. She comes quietly, and they talk a little about the old days, Selina revealing that Batman hoped that if Robin's costume was funny, Joker would laugh and not kill his partner. Helena... Batwoman talks to her dad talks to her dead father Bruce in the Batcave, trying to persuade herself that turning her mother into the police was the right thing to do. Selina is photographed by the police, and we see her removing a lockbrick from her bare heel just like Bruce did decades earlier. So first question. Do you like the new art by Liam Sharp? No. It's not bad, but what our listeners will probably not know, because I'm going to edit all of it out. We just spent a good long time discussing what the heck happened in this book. 
and in what sequence it happened and where it happened. And I think that it was difficult enough with the cleanliness of... Ugh. Who's the previous artist? Clayman. Wayne Man. With Clayman's art, who at least gave, like, clues in the form of costumes and outfits and colors. And there was none of that in this. And it was just, I don't know. It was scratchy, and I didn't like it. And I'll be honest, Bruce isn't that hot. He's too muscly and <laughs> The and, Hulk Bruce. Uh, even Selena, even though, like, I can tell it's sexy, I don't know. There's something ugh, about it. I don't know. And I feel like the faces are inconsistent, and I have a lot of things to complain about, and I'm not going to, but I was not a fan. Yeah, com- com- compared to Clayman, I am not a fan of the art. Now, again, I am a fan of Liam Sharp. You know, loved the work he did on Brave and the Bold with Batman and Wonder Woman. Loved his work on season one of Green Lantern, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it suffers from the color palette, but something just doesn't. Something just doesn't fit right, and I don't know. I'm just not feeling the artwork in this issue because, again, you know, we just spent a good bit trying to figure out what the heck was going on and I think I think a book that was already confusing was just made a little bit more and I think the colors played a big part in that so perhaps Liam should just stick with the art and have someone else do the colors and not do it himself it might do a better service to read this because I I just I couldn't follow, because again, I'm thinking they're having sex in three different places, and obviously they're not, but I don't know, including the vote, which obviously didn't happen. Well, I thought that I was following it really well, but apparently I wasn't. (laughs) I really appreciated the art. I think there are some color cues, but they're a bit more subtle than the ones that uh, Clayman and Tumumori were using. Um... I, I follow uh, some of the people on Twitter and saw Liam Sharp's commentary. And so I was able to have some tools analyzing what he was doing. He has this repeated motif of an eight-panel grid, which is the window that we first see Bruce and Selina kissing in. And that's uh, a prison, a trap. You know, we have uh, Batman repeatedly saying, how can we get out? And he's trapped in the vault. And how can you get out? Um and Selena is now in jail in the future. And how could she get out? And so there's this prison and freedom and desiring to get free of the cycle of violence that the Joker represents that I thought was really thoughtful. Um, I, I do agree that Bruce is very hulky and bulky, but I I guess I was just so... I, I still am. I'm so excited that this title is finally back on track that we're not going to have like four months of no Batman Catwoman and we'll actually get it done relatively on time still not as on time as it should be but getting there Um, and if you look at what um, Sharp is doing over on Batman Reptilian right now that's almost pure Sinkovich or Sinkovich Um, it's just so expressionistic and non-realistic this is much more realistic, uh, but also symbolic. And I, I really like what he's doing here. Um, so it, it worked for me. But to be fair, I was always the one who was most hyped about what's going on in this title after the first couple of issues. So I'm probably imbuing it with a lot of positive feelings uh, that my co-hosts quite justifiably don't. Is Sharp finishing the series? Or no. So Sharp's doing 7, 8, and 9, and then Man's doing 10, 11, 12. Mm. Yeah, bring back the butts. <laughs> so many butts. Okay, do you think that Batman on the cover, we saw um, Clayman posted the original cover that he did for this issue, and Batman's face was covered and dripping with blood. Do you like yeah. that version, or do you think that the version we got is gritty enough? Oh, okay, so it's very similar. Okay. Uh, I like this better. I like seeing his skin. I don't see any reason why he should be absolutely covered in blood, even though his hands are covered in blood. That's a little 
too Halloweeny. There's a lot of scary Halloweeny stuff going on for September 7th. Um, so I am content with the not blood faced Batman. Yeah, this looks this looks a little meh to me. The 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 blood soaked. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I I I prefer the I prefer the cover we got. Yeah, I agree. I don't think that it needed quite as much blood. There's certainly plenty of blood going on, and I understand that it's sort of a reference to the interior where Batman uses blood as a mask, but I don't think it was necessary. <laughs> Do you like the classic old woman Selina uh, mugshot cover reference? I like the reference. I mean, I got it immediately. I was very excited. Um, and I guess I'll say of all the art in the book, that was one of the less unlikable <laughs> pages of art. Um, and I have actually already kind of done a cut and paste side-by-side -side comparison, and I'm pretty sure he must have traced it because it's actually almost line for line identical, except for like the hair and obviously a few wrinkles. And it's more pencil-y than glossy like the, than the famous cover. You're a cute. Well, you have to. I mean, I mean, if he's going for like the the illusion that it's the same picture, um, it pretty much is. Like the nose is the same shape, the eyes. I mean, I'm not saying he actually did literally trace it, but for everything to line up as perfectly as it did, it's it's it would. He's either super super talented, which is totally possible. I'm not an artist <laughs> because I'm not talented. Um, or he or he or he traced it. At least the rough outline that he traced. I like it. It was probably the most clear color page in the entire issue. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I immediately got the reference as well when I saw it. But yeah, it was pretty nice. I thought it was really fun. I I appreciate that kind of reference, and I think that it adds texture and sort of layers in a sense that this isn't just in its own isolated universe. Other things have happened besides just Tom King's Batman run. Last question. Do you think this series feels more like a, well, this issue feels more like a Batman and Catwoman issue, or is it still mostly a Catwoman narrative? I think Joker's kind of in control of the story right now. <laughs> even though we don't even really see him at all. He's the reason Selena and Bruce are fighting. He's the reason in the future or in the present that Bruce is locked up and Selena is hurt. And he's the reason Selena killed him in the future. So um, it does very much seem like a Batman, oh, sorry, a Joker Catwoman relationship story. But Batman is definitely integral to it because it's his relationship with Selina that is a lot of the conflict and tension in the story. Even being dead in the future. Yeah, I, I, I think it is more of a Selina Joker story. I mean... The most we see of Bruce and Selena, they're either arguing, breaking up, or having sex. And there isn't that much interaction for me to really see it as a Batman-Catwoman story. It, 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 so if, if to go on the original question, it's probably still more of a Catwoman story. I don't... I don't see the events of this issue making it any different. But if 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 we were looking at it from a relation standpoint, we probably have more more plutonic interaction between Joker and Selena than between Bruce and Selena. I thought this was a better balanced issue just because you have Batman basically filling a room with people he knocks out and then tricking his way out of the situation with a disguise. So I think it was some needed balance. I do think that King has not given Batman enough to do 
in the series so far, and I'm hoping that this represents a change in that focus. Um, but we'll have to see. I, I am really compelled by what's going on with Catwoman, but I would agree with a lot of people who have said that she's not very likable in this series, either in the past, present, or future. And I know that's a deliberate choice on King's Park because he got a lot of criticism from some of his female collaborators when he was writing Batman for making Catwoman too perfect. Um, too much of a fantasy girl rather than a real person. But I do hope that there's going to be some redemption because it feels like he's gone a little too far in that direction. And in order for this not to feel like a completely depressing nihilistic ending to his I would argue fairly hopeful Batman run. He'll need to have some hope in Selena's ending as well. So uh, let's give this a rating out of five heel lock picks. Oh gosh. Oh, that was hardcore. Okay. Okay. Slight story here. Okay. Little Steffi is in like third or fourth grade without my shoes on because shoes are the man telling you who to be. And I'm just kind of kicking my shoes as we're all sitting in a circle at school. And suddenly, pain rips through my foot. And even though the teacher couldn't see it, because she must have been blind, I had a splinter that was like an inch wide and like maybe three inches long up my foot. And it was the single most painful thing I can remember as a child. Anyway. (laughs) So I had some trauma reading this book i got triggered a bit i was like ah what what are you doing with your foot don't do that oh okay what were we doing all right reading <laughs> reading of stars i'm gonna read i'm gonna read out of stars I'm oh gonna... is the heel lock pet the parasite of this episode this is the parasite of the episode oh, i really didn't like the art but and the story oh so hard to follow i do kind of like that selena got her comeuppance for <laughs> Putting Batman in a vault after knocking him out. Oh, that kind of served her right. And then Batman getting out was clever. And it was totally fan service having the past Batman Catwoman get it on, which I appreciated. <laughs> um, three. A nice healthy three out of five. Kitty cats. That's what I'm rating it. Okay, Dale's continuation of Steph's story with his own story. It is a rite of passage, it seems, that something gets into your foot as a child. (laughs) Possibly. So, as Steph had a splinter in her foot that the teacher obviously couldn't see, Theo had a roof tack in (gasps) his that that actually went through his tennis sole. And the pain of that thing was absolutely... I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy except maybe one. But (laughs) still, that was... uh, Yeah, so I can't... Yeah, so heel picks, you could keep them. Theo don't want them. Um, I will... I will also give it... I'm going to be benevolent and give it a three. I should do two and a half because of the art, but I am going to give it a three. The story, the story is still, you can still get lost in the story, you know, going back and forth, as I did with this one, especially with the way the colors were done. Um, So it will probably be better to read it all at one time, but I am going to leave it as a week three. I'm going to give it a 3.5 because I was really excited by this and I really like it, uh, including <laughs> the art. So that gives us an overall score of 3.17. And once again, Steph and Theo create the mode with a three. Done. Done. Just done. Go to Virginia. <laughs> Get thee to a nunnery. <laughs> Oh, no. Is that... Is that much to do about nothing? No. Uh, that's Hamlet. No, never mind. Get thee a wife. That's what it is. Get thee a wife. Um, that is, uh, much ado. Yeah. Yeah. 
both spoken Be- by Hamlet. I mean, by Bronoff, though. So. Oh, I was going to say, what? Neither Be- <laughs> white, though. Sorry. All right. So, we don't have a Greater Gotham this week because we're doing it a bit early, and also there's only one book that would be in Greater Gotham. And I forgot to read it. <laughs> and you didn't it's, read it. <laughs> it's not out. Oh, no, I was going to say the, the, the Joker Joker time. Oh, um, so I, I have a policy of not reading Azarella unless I have to, so <laughs> I wasn't going to read that anyway. <laughs> Plus, I mean, it's Black Label, so it's not actually going to affect a whole lot and it's not connected to any current or on or past runs like Batcat is obviously its own thing in the in the future but it's connected to tom king's batman run so that's why i keep bringing it back plus i like it and then when it's all said and done it will mean absolutely nothing you are correct it will mean nothing except that it might create a new future that people like to reference like batman beyond yeah (laughs) theo is dubious all right so um our plan for our next episode is we're going to have an extended fear state greater gotham instead of a second review so that we can go through all the titles like nightwing and harley quinn and what's the other major fear state oh i am batman so we'll go through those in detail on how they connect to each other and really how fear state is shaken out along with our detective comics and batman review shouldn't we include urban legends because they got tie-ins too uh no urban legends this time it's gonna be the future batman the fear state tie-ins start next month no it's the one in november that's the one that has the tie-in i'm thinking about the outsiders tie-in right right yeah that's november sorry to interrupt master booth ringing your phone now this needs my attention we have one piece of uh feedback from the discord luna wade says i liked when you just became a Webtoons recommended discussion for like 20 minutes, LOL. And can I just say, your editing and production values are top-notch. Very good editing. Thank you! That's all staff. She works very hard. I edit. I try. You edit brilliantly. Not cool. It's so much better now that we have clean tracks instead of me ruining everything with my crappy problems. All right. Well, thank you, Luna. We always appreciate people who take the time to give us feedback, um, constructive criticism as well. If we if we get some hate comments, I can't promise we'll read them, but I know Dustin always did, but I don't necessarily promise to do the same. But we do appreciate it when you give us a sign that you are enjoying what we're doing. And if you if you do have ideas of things you'd like to see us do more of, always let us know. Well, um, we can't change the format too much, but we can add things and subtract things sometimes or give more emphasis. We can have discussions on things, too. We can, indeed. Like Hulk Batman. Like Hulk Batman. All right. So now's the part of the show where I talk about our sponsors, which are you, the listeners. We have a Patreon where you can subscribe for various levels and get various kinds of feedback and rewards. We have our affiliate links where you can buy things from Amazon or Lego or Comixology or basically any other nerdy website you can... uh, buy something through them there's no additional cost but it does have a percentage of the purchase that's directed towards batman universe and help keeps our servers open and of course we have our bat fan appreciation wall which is the people who contribute at a certain level and really have been consistent supporters of the show and so we want to appreciate them by reading their names on the air so that is lisa slack donald townsend gerald green real no deuces ian miller stanton's grave captain america austin davis brendan thomas Tim Garassi, Donovan Morgan Grant, Stephanie Mounts, Joshua Lappin Bertoni, Ed Grouse, Hannah Gar, Mary Garrett, Johnny McCloskey, Cesar Diaz, Rob O, and Hank Bennett. Thank you all. You help us keep doing this, and even though it is fun without Theo, it is so much more fun with Theo. So thank you for helping us get Theo back on the podcast again. And that leads us to our ending. Uh, this has been the Batman Universe Comic Podcast. I've been Ian. This is Steph. Do I have time to rant again? <laughs> About what? That's okay. No, this is the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And this has been the Batman Universe Comic Podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. In the past, Bruce and Selina, naked on a couch in Wayne Manor, talk about her relationship with the Joker. They're not at Wayne Manor. That are at her house. Oh, you're right. Yeah, he came to her house. Okay, I'll start again and change that. Because he even talks about how it smells like Joker. How does something smell like Joker? 
Because fear because to- Joker. Uh, Joker talks and smells nasty. I was gonna say, it's gonna say Joker and Batman have that thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's not how you spell part. You, you're gonna set off something that you shouldn't. <laughs> In the present, we see Bruce and Selena making love, and Bruce wakes up handcuffed. No, I don't think that's what happened. I think the making love is is the pa- is the past, and in the present, that he's just been knocked out by phantasm. Uh, so, I don't think so because when you see I them do. making love, they're not on the couch. They are when they wake up. Yes, but they're just in her apartment. They could go anywhere. Because I think, didn't at the end of the last issue, the phantasm knocked him out and Selena let him or let her or something. I'm pretty sure. I'm like 99% positive. You're probably right. This one was really confusing because at least in the other issues, you had kind of colors and costumes to kind of help you figure out what was past, present, and future. And this one, there wasn't. There were some color cues, but it was a little tricky. I think, I think, I think the confusing piece is that they're constantly having sex in this issue. <laughs> they, they do have a lot of sex in this issue. I think they're only having sex in the past, though, because I'm pretty sure present Bruce is being knocked unconscious and he's not happy, and um, future Bruce sure? is dead. So, so, so when so in that first page where we're looking in the window, is that at her apartment? See, yeah, I I'm think like, they're having sex in Wayne Manor in one of these scenes. I think that no, they. I Wayne don't Man. think so. Not Wayne, no, I think it's. I think it's one time at her place, another time in the vault. No, they're not having sex in the vault. He's just waking up in the vault. Hold on. What issue is this? This is seven, so I'm looking for six. So how does he wake up naked? Because he got knocked out in the back cave. Hold on. I'm pulling up six right now. And, and, And he got knocked out by Phantasm and Selena so they could go kill the Joker. You're right. The coloring doesn't help. Usually, the, the coloring color... does not help, and the new artist doesn't help. I like the new artist a lot. Don't, don't, don't I say don't. that. Don't say that too loud. I don't like that. No, I don't. So, so look, she's. Well, I guess she's not wearing anything, so that's not helpful at all. But, <laughs> um, okay, Thanks, well, Tom King. <laughs> yeah. So the end of issue six, Catwoman and Phantasm have knocked Batman out, and so I think he wakes up in the vault. Because that's why he's like, she, he sees the note of, I've gone off. Well, she doesn't say she went with Phantasm, but that's what she's going. She went up with Phantasm to kill Joker. So I think every time they're having sex is the past because he's coming to make up with her after their fight about the bomb at the skate rink. Okay, I think you have a good point there. And then, yeah, they've taken Batman's tools away <laughs> and left him naked in a vault so he can't stop them from killing Joker, which they don't do. Still a lot of sex. Still a lot of sex. Um, okay. Future Steph, you can start editing again. 